Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark Review podcast. I'm Megan, and I'm a longtime Hallmark movie fan. I'm Wendy. I'm a former Hallmark hater. Today we're discussing Crime Time Free Fall, which originally aired on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries on Friday, February 22nd. If you want to connect with us outside of the podcast, please follow us on Instagram. We have two Instagram accounts. You can find us at Girls Gone Hallmark and at Megan and Wendy. Jump into our Girls Gone Hallmark Facebook group. Heyo, we hit 600 over there over the weekend. I'm pretty excited about it. I am too. It's a great group. Look, if you have ever tried to curate, create a Facebook group, it's very difficult. And we've done it organically. It makes me pretty damn happy. Yeah, I really like the trajectory of that group very much. (laughs) And the people in it are super cool. Very. We often ask for your ratings and reviews of this podcast, and I'd like to read a recent five-star review that we received. This is from Dana Lee, who says, I started listening to Girls Gone Hallmark after they appeared on Deck the Hallmark. As a huge Hallmark fan, I had to give them a listen. I love their thoughtful reviews. They're sometimes differing perspectives, the research they do, but mostly I just love them. Girls Gone Hallmark is a must for any Hallmark fan. That's very nice. Uh, I encourage this listener, if you like us, come on over and listen to our other stuff, too. Yeah, join (laughs) us on Approved and Patreon. Shameless plugs. Um, That's very nice. And I'm glad that Deck the Hallmark's very loyal fan base have welcomed us. Yeah. And if you love this podcast, we welcome your five-star ratings and reviews. We do have some sad news. Chris Gautier an actor who appeared in a number of Hallmark movies. He notably was in Three Wise Men and a Baby. Wendy and I became aware of him due to his role as Todd on Date My Dad. I even have a Team Todd shirt from our work with that show. Chris Gautier was 49 years old, and he passed away over the weekend, and we are very sorry to hear that. So sad. I uh, gasped when I saw the announcement on Twitter. It's just when somebody is so young, mm. it's very just kind of jarring. Mm-hmm. All right, let's hop into a synopsis. For Crime Time Freefall, yes. Crime series actress Hadley Warner retires to a small town where she encounters her first real case. Using her TV crime knowledge, she teams up with Detective Sean Caden to solve the case. Stars Lindy Greenwood and Luke McFarlane. Crime Time Freefall was directed by Stacey N. Harding. Stacey has 13 directing credits and is known for directing last year's incredible Round and Round, Hearts in the Game, and Love Classified. She also recently directed Luke McFarlane in Amish Stud, the Eli Weaver story, and grab your bingo card. She's credited with directing the highly anticipated Holidays for Hallmark. Where is that bingo card you were going to make? Yeah. <laughs> On that very long list of A things fine. I say I'm going to do and... There's there's just not enough time. I hear you. <laughs> I, I have the best of intentions, y'all. It's coming. Okay. All right, here. So Arthur Vandelay is credited on IMDb for writing the script for Crime Time Freefall, but the true writer is a man named Craig Winman. And before we get into Craig's resume, one must ask, who the heck is Arthur Vandalay. So back when we recorded Haunted Harmony Mysteries Murder in G Major, we had reported that the writer of that script was Arthur Vandalay. And 
friend of the show, Michael, let us know quickly that that's a pseudonym of a fictional character from the series Seinfeld. So I'm wondering why the heck is Craig Winman using that name or why is it credited on IMDb as such? Right, because when Haunted Harmony Mysteries came out, it did come out during the writer's strike. And so there was some speculation that maybe he was doing that to show some solidarity with the strike. But we're post-writer strike, so maybe he just thinks it's funny. I don't know. I don't get it. Craig Wenman, slide into the DMs and let us know. I was tempted to DM him, actually. Yeah? I I still didn't. I might. I still might. Wait for an update, guys. Anyway, let's talk about Craig. Craig has 26 previous writing credits, according to IMDb. Who knows if it's accurate? His last credited project for Hallmark was Crossword Mysteries Riddle Me Dead in 2021, but has also written a handful of other movies for the channel. Yeah, you don't think it's like, I'm ashamed of my work, right? No, no. It's it's interesting. I'm curious why the choice. Because also, I went back this morning and watched the opening credits, and it says... Oh, yeah. Written by Craig Winman. Indeed. So, I, I don't know. I have no answers. Luke McFarlane stars as Sean. Luke has 40 acting credits, including Catch Me If You Claws from last year's Countdown to Christmas. He can be seen in a bunch of stuff outside of Hallmark, including Amish Stud, the Eli Weaver story, another thing on my never-ending list of things to do, the series Platonic on Apple TV, something I highly recommend, as well as the NSFW movie Bros. Have you ever seen Bros? No, have you? Yeah, I watched it. I, I like raunchy comedy, so... It was up my alley. I don't I don't know if you'll like it. It's highly sexual. I can handle that. I don't like goofball comedy. Like I've told you before, my least favorite movie of all time. You're gonna hurt my feelings. What is it? Oh, it's I am, because you love it. It's Meet the Parents. No, I don't love Meet the Parents. I think it's funny. Yeah. I it that that comedy, I I just tap out so soon. I'm like, I'm out. Someone's getting hurt all the time. <laughs> I don't enjoy it. There's no joy in that. And my husband laughs his ass off at stuff like that. I love it. I love it. Lindy Greenwood stars as Hadley. Lindy has 32 acting credits, which include last year's Magic and Mistletoe for Hallmark. She can also be seen in eight episodes of the comedy series Shelved. We talked about Shelved before, haven't we? Yes, because I would like to watch it. And yet again, I feel like I'm being called out. This is another one of those things that I haven't gotten to, which is streaming Canadian television in the United States. I wish I had a piece of paper right here to write down all of the many tasks that I need to complete. I mean, I think that's low level, you know? Sure. But but let me know when you figure out how to VPN that stuff, because is that what it's called, VPN? I think so. (laughs) Um, I also worry that it's illegal and that I'm going to get oh in trouble. <laughs> I was also afraid that like Napster was going to be like, you know, and arrest me back you in have, the days. You have illegally downloaded music. <laughs> oh, my God. Hannah Huggins plays Hadley's daughter, Rain. She has just three previous acting credits, which include It's a Wonderful Knife and an episode of The Flash. Lennox Leacock plays Hadley's son, Hendrix. This is his second project for Hallmark, but grab your bingo cards. He's also slated to appear in the upcoming Holidays. Speaking of Holidays, BJ Harrison appears as Grandma Donna. She's a familiar Hallmark face. 
last appearing in Sealed with a List from Countdown to Christmas. Heyo, she's also slated to appear in Holidays. I feel like we're being punked here. <laughs> I mean, the it's freaking... the Arthur Vandalay of IMDb. <laughs> yes, it's like the director and two, three, I don't know, actors are also in this one particular movie are also going to be in Holidays. I think it's a big ensemble cast because it's a neighborhood. It's like a full street. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of characters to pull from. Well, show me the freaking money already. <laughs> you know what I mean? We've been talking about it show for two freaking me years. the money. Yeah. That's a great movie. I love that movie. That is a great movie. Okay. Babake Motamid plays Jay Bax. He has 20 previous acting credits, but this appears to be his first project for Hallmark. Not his last, I suspect. Kyle Warren plays Kirk Brown. Kyle has 26 acting credits, and we last saw him as Jack in Betty's Bad Luck in Love. Diego Strudel? Wait a Say minute. Say Strudel one more time. I know. I, he plays Lloyd the uh, Paparazzo with just 14 acting credits. This is his first Hallmark movie. David James Lewis plays Steve, the hired security guy. He's not even credited on IMDb for his role, though pretty significant if you watch the movie. David James has a whopping 255 acting credits. He's been seen in Hallmark projects such as last year's Retreat to You, six episodes of The Morning Show Mysteries, as well as When Calls the Heart. Lastly, was so hard to find any information about this movie. Hmm. The one piece of information I did find I knew had to be highly inaccurate. I wanted to see where this movie was filmed. I found one website, super random website. It says it was filmed in Los Angeles. And I was like, no. It can't be. This is no. not filmed in Los Angeles. So I did DM Stacey Harding, the director, and she confirmed it was shot outside of Vancouver. Good investigating on your part. I was like, just because it has like aerial views of Los Angeles doesn't mean that it was shot there. Come on. For sure. Do your, do your work, random website. All right. So let's talk first impressions. Mine is I'm going to be heartbroken if Wendy says she didn't like these kids. I freaking love these kids. They and I have I have notes on it. Love them. Uh, my first impression is I love when a movie or a TV series makes me fall in love with the characters. Mm. So consider me head over heels for Hadley. We have not discussed any of the movies that we are recording reviews for today. I had absolutely no idea. I still don't actually know your thoughts on this movie. But both ends of the spectrum opinions about this movie, I'll say. So I was a little bit worried Mm. Both ends of the spectrum, like on the internet, you're seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, I'm seeing some love, seeing some not so much love. I'm all love here, baby. I'm all love. Let's talk what we liked. So for me, I loved how we get a really nice setup of Hadley's storyline at the beginning of the movie. I I thought it was really effective storytelling and especially important on a first installment of a potential new series. Like, mm. we didn't just, like, jump in with, like, her move to Colorado. We got all the backstory. Yeah. Even with, like, a little bit of her on her TV show. I thought was very clever how they uh -huh. did it. Uh -huh. Well, I mentioned the kids in my first impression. I'd like to talk about them. I think the kids add a lot to the storytelling and to the cast of this movie. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're, like, just super cool to watch on screen. Like, they're cool kids. And yeah. I think teenagers are sometimes hard to cast. These 
kids acted like teenagers, but they didn't act like annoying teenagers. There's a scene where they're in the diner and Hadley thinks she's getting recognized and she's not. And then Rain makes sure she gets recognized. It's a real cool, like, looking out for her mom thing. Uh, And it felt very realistic. They're adjusting to life in a new town. When she takes him to school and Hendrix says what's up to a group of boys that walks by and they blow him off, my heart broke for that boy. Yeah. I just thought, oh, that's that's real. That's how you got to try and break into these new groups. Yeah. I loved the teenagers in this movie. I really liked how they, the whole culture shock of it from going from LA to Colorado. I love that they really like were in it and that they portrayed that. I Loved their dialogue. I thought it was very spot on for 2024. Mm. The whole like, I'm an influencer mom. All that stuff was very, if you don't have teenagers today, that's very real, I thought. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very, I loved them. I loved them. Loved them a lot. I saw at one point prior to watching, I was looking on Twitter and I saw a comment that said like, this mom needs to pay more attention to her kids and less to crime fighting. And then I watched the movie and I was like, whoa, I don't agree with that at all. Like she was super involved in their lives. They got to fend for themselves. That's just the harsh reality. They were on this crime fighting team and they were using each other's skills to help each other out. I loved it. Well, I can't remember what what movie it was recently we reviewed. I just recently mentioned that, like, I want to see a character who has teenage children. Oh, do you yeah, we were that? talking about Ali Sweeney's movie, Love and Jane. Okay, so. Diversity like, in storytelling. Thank you. Thank you for giving us this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was nice to see, like, she was divorced. There was no murder. There was no, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, they were died. just divorced and she has these children from the previous marriage. These are normal things that happen in the world. And I'm just glad we got to see a little bit of it on our Hallmark. And furthermore, I thought she was a really great mom. Me too. I love their family chemistry. I thought it was just great. 100% agree with you. Let me tell you what else I really, really loved. It's Lindy Greenwood. I, look, yeah. I know she was in Magic and Mistletoe. I did not love that movie. All I can remember is her showing up at that party and Paul Campbell is in that terrible beard and she's dressed up as that fairy. And I was like, uh, what is happening here? But she totally won me over in this role. I just adore her. I love how she's like a little bit quirky. She's fun. She's curious. I'm a stan for Lindy Greenwood now. I just loved her. I agree with you. And I've always been a fan of Luke McFarlane. Always, always, always thrilled to watch him in anything. But let me tell you, when she arrives at his dance lesson (laughs) and they're accidentally thrown together, the way he takes her in his arms Mm -hmm. is dead sexy. It is. There's nothing like it I've ever seen on the Hallmark Channel. I mean, it is Almost on par with the straddle kiss and catch me a few claws. I'm sorry, Which he Luke was McFarlane. In. <laughs> I that's my point. Like Luke McFarlane can bring the heat, and it's worth going back and watching the way his arms frame her. It is wonderful. I gotta say, I really enjoyed him too. But prior to his like pause that he took with Hallmark. Like, he was like, okay, yeah, I I like Luke McFarlane. I think he's a good actor. I thought it was a disappointment when he left Hallmark. Mm. You you know, 
took a break. But since coming back, I feel like we're getting a whole different side of him. I feel like we're getting just a different Luke. And I can't pinpoint it. I love the roles he's taking first and foremost because I really think he can do comedy. Like he's very funny. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. It's just since he's been back, I feel like every role that he's taken since he's been back is like huge standout for me. Well, I'm going to tell you, I saw a TikTok over the weekend and this is going to be really frustrating because I don't know the name of the person they were referencing. But the TikToker was talking about how in a recent panel interview, a Hallmark executive was like, you remember in 2021, 2022, we saw a deluge of exclusive contracts coming from the big Hallmark stars. And we haven't really seen that. And that happened kind of in like the Hallmark GAC split phase. Mm -hmm. And I think Hallmark was trying to like keep their actors close. So there was a question that was asked, are we going to be seeing more of those? And the answer from this executive, and I wish I knew who to credit, I don't, basically was they were saying, that's not our path right now. That's not our focus. We know who our actors are, and they're very loyal to us. But we want them to be out there in the world. We want them to have other opportunities. And also, for someone like Luke, being in Bros, being in Platonic, being Eli Weaver, that brings other viewers over to the Hallmark Channel, it also gives him a chance to work with other people, to do different types of acting on productions that behave differently than Hallmark does. So they want their actors to be doing other things. And they also don't necessarily want to lock the same 10 people down because they are focusing on bringing in some fresh faces as well. So I just thought that was relevant to your comment is all I'm saying. I love it. Thank you for sharing. I like the elements of a classic procedural that we saw in this. And Mm -hmm. there's just some like funny little zoom-ins, very CSI, like on a potential clue that Hadley notices. Mm -hmm. Um, I agree with that. And I thought it was very funny when she like busted out a, um, like a crime scene collection bag. (laughs) (laughs) From from where? From, she just has one? What? She's so cute. Uh, What I really liked and made me excited about this episode is that it was so heavy on Hadley that it leaves space to learn more about Sean. Like, we got little, like, tidbits about mm, Sean. Mm-hmm. But we don't know, like, his whole story. And I just feel like there's there's enough room for it and there's time to, like, build. I mean, I think we're headed down a road of romance between these two, but it was very subtle. So it makes me excited. I'm just excited to see where it goes. I agree with that. And I think overall, in addition to that, it's a really solid cast. Uh, Jay Bax might be my new best friend. I really enjoyed him. I'm looking forward to seeing him in future movies. And obviously, I'm thrilled to see BJ Harrison. And I'm hoping that we do get a franchise out of this series because her role as grandma is one I'd like to see reprised over and over again. Question for you. Hmm. Screaming goats? Is that like a real thing? 100% it's a real thing. I actually thought it was really funny. Even going back to my previous comments of not liking like annoying screwball comedy, it made me laugh so hard. And at the very end scene when Hadley and Sean walk away and the goat is just like, ah, in the background, I thought yeah. it was really funny. Yeah, I thought I thought that was great. I thought that was great too. Yeah, I hope we get some of these characters back for a second episode too. Like, We have, like, Hadley's kooky agent, right? And maybe he'll be back, but maybe he won't be relevant in in a next episode, you know, if she decides to stay in Colorado. I don't know. 
But I th- I really liked him. I liked J-Bax, like you said. I loved the one-liners. I just, it was a nice, full, round, quirky cast that all worked very well together. I'm on board with all of that. Did you wish for anything? I did. I have a, I have a couple. Me too. Go ahead. While I just said I really liked all the all the characters in this movie, there were too many minor mm-hmm. characters. Like I get that when you have a lot of characters equals a lot of like suspects, but like I couldn't remember who Kirk was, who Anson was. Like I needed Jay's murder board, which. Shout out. I love that he was like, I got to make a murder board. Like, I loved it, loved it, loved it. Mm-hmm. But too too many suspects for me. I agree. And here's how I watch these movies now. I do not care who did it. I am not focused on understanding the crime at all. I know they're going to wrap it up for me at the end. I don't even really care about that for the most part. I care more about the relationships that you see developing on screen because it does make your eyes cross. And you're like, wait, what? is the relationship with Sam and Anson. And then you've got Sam's wife. And then you've got, who is Jay Bax actually a bad guy? No, I'm just going to let it all go and let it wash over me from now on. Mm-hmm. Because I am not a detective. I never know who did it. Never. And that's okay. Wait, you didn't think that the killer was obvious in this movie? I thought it was. Uh, No. Because if you remember, it's always the guy who we don't get a lot of information on, I think. Mm. So to me, I thought, all right, this guy is like thrown into the mix here. He must have done it. Yeah, it's certainly someone that they don't cast any suspicion on. Mm. Yeah, exactly. But I hear what you're saying. Those details, I don't I don't even care about. I love the characters. Like, I love the minute-to-minute of stuff they're doing, not the overall story. Yeah. If, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, the crime that, is secondary. Totally. Watching Hallmark crime movies for their great crime storytelling. I don't it's, think anyone's like, that's the perfect crime. I'm sorry, Hallmark. I love you. I really enjoyed this movie. Would absolutely watch future movies in a franchise. But that's not what we're here for. Right. Right. Did you wish for anything else? Mm-hmm. So I disagree with the premise of Hadley's character. Meaning what? Meaning... She's on a show that's very successful for 10 years. That's a very successful run in television. Gets canceled. Her career is not immediately over. She's not immediately irrelevant. She doesn't need to leave L.A. with her tail between her legs. In fact, most actors, if they were to end a 10-year run, probably wouldn't immediately go look for another job. Mm -hmm. Like, there's time. And I just felt like they were like, she was being basically rushed out of town and onto, well, you better write a memoir because you're never going to work again. Yeah. Yeah. Not super realistic, right? <laughs> Although when the security guy was like, eh, it's a young man's game. She's like, well, I know what that's like. So yeah. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I thought so too. I thought so too. What else do you wish for? That's it. I just wanted her to stop screaming for Skylar. I thought it was like funny once. Mm, you didn't like the the ongoing joke. She I just thought she couldn't let her uh, assistant go. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, happened. I I would. I'll be honest. If I had an assistant, I would grow used to that sort of support very quickly. Oh, me too. It would be amazing. What? Uh, amazing. Let's talk. Did you see that? So I had none, 
Mm. But I did go on to Twitter and writer Craig Winman tweeted that the series name Crime Time is a reference to Hallmark's Crime Time Sundays that the channel used to do each week in the early 2000s. And he said that there's a ton of Easter eggs like that that are scattered throughout the movie. And I wish I knew more of the Easter eggs, like, because I I don't know them. I don't have any idea about them. I'm going to need someone on our Facebook group knows. Yeah, Yeah, I know there is. I have two. One uh, is from IMDb, and that is the character Jay Bax is an homage to one of the producer's real-life friends and actor Jason Bax, who often works his last name into punny words like the character's Baxtastic. Ah, interesting. And my final did you see that is more of a question, and it's when Sean arrives after Hadley calls about the gunshots early in the movie, does he do any investigation or did he just come in the house and kind of tell her that she's a city girl in the country and doesn't really know what she heard? Because you never see him say, like, I'm going to look around outside. He just asks her a few questions and then leaves and assumes we're all good here. I mean, I'm thinking that this small town sees very little crime. And so, like, he was just putting her at ease. Like, eh, you didn't hear anything, (laughs) you know, but... Yeah, but also if someone's off hunting... At midnight, in the middle of the night, it seems yeah. like an odd choice. Yeah. I thought it was an interesting choice, too, because they said the – let me see if I have this right. The cougar dragged his body up into the – like an actual cougar? Like, that's so interesting. I don't know where cougars run wild at. Evidently in Colorado. But not here in Southern California, so I mean – just got to watch out for those mountain lions. True. I was going to make a cougar joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cut you off. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) They run wild at Foxfire in Anaheim Hills. Oh, they closed Foxfire down. Oh. Where do they go now? (laughs) I don't Opa in Elisa VA (laughs) home. Hey, what did you rate Crime Time Freefall? I gave it four and a half stars. Hey, I gave it four stars. I'm pleasantly surprised actually by the entire slate this weekend. Yeah. I thought this was going to be fine. I really liked it. It exceeded my expectations. Yay, awesome. Hey, thanks for listening to Girls Gone Hallmark. If you love this podcast, we love your five-star ratings and reviews. You can leave them in the podcast app of your choice. And if you want to talk Hallmark in between episodes, join us in our Facebook group, Girls Gone Hallmark. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.